Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Which was escaping escape Which, No, I'm not saying creates. escape more times. <laughs> uh, Jonah, Daniel, you did it. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, well done on, you know, all the images and the design. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, thank you very much for getting us started on this little alien story. Yeah, it's it's I'm I don't know I didn't I hadn't heard the ending uh before you guys did so that's a bit fun. There's now I mean obviously like it's ET ish so I suppose there had to be a little boy who knew that you were an alien. I suppose he's, that's he's the, a young the logical man, not next a boy. step. The a tiny baby child, a four year old. Um, <laughs> I look I think I think you guys did did really well. There was some tough stuff in that room. Oh I think yeah, you, like as uh, Danny, I think we warned you before we started. I don't know if it made the edit, but we warned you like the. The first big puzzle is like a really tough mm-hmm. puzzle. Like it, it required a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but you know, you did it, and and it all came together. Did you guys have like a as you were playing like a moment that you felt smart that you enjoyed as a as a player? Um, I I I liked uh, just assigning. Not that it was meant to be that hard, but just <laughs> assigning the names to the gods was kind of fun. Um, I agree. I like being yeah. able to just use the little bits of actual knowledge that I have to yeah. help with puzzles. And, uh, you know, like the little clues, like, uh, you know, the, the Athena having armor and the owl. And... I was very happy when you immediately got that one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. And it was cool. To, I liked doodling the little statues and uh, imagining them. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was a highlight. Yeah, I thought the the numbers um, thing with the with the croquet, I almost said rickets again, wickets, <laughs> um, where it was was fun because it was kind of like, I liked that they were a little like oddly drawn because that made yeah. it more of like a mystery. And then, but then slowly being like, oh, it's like this, 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 mm. and uh, yeah, it was interesting that one, right? Because a lot of the reason, like we talked about the fives being such an odd shape. <laughs> But a lot of that was because uh, you were saying that as you were doing it, it's like, oh, I could do it this way. Maybe I could do it another way or maybe there's. But really, if you kind of follow the way they're set up in the picture, the the order that you do them. Is, Ends up being it, more it rigid be, than it appears. It's much more rigid than, than you first think. Like, it's generally always going to end up as that shape. There's no real way to knock a ball through those hoops and do them in yeah. a different order. And that's right. why the fives look a little bit. Weird. Yeah, the, the, that's why the five is weird because that top one has to be so far out that right. it can only go across the whole top yeah, without yeah, ever yeah, like yeah, yeah. turning away to other stuff. So like we started to to originally it looked a bit more like a five, but then it was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, when you get to the top, you could there are some ambiguity. It could have turned into a nine or around, something. Turn into a nine uh. or something. So they ended up a little bit more uh, ambiguously placed. So that generally, like if you just go through each one, it, it's a, a generally an unambiguous answer. So normally right, when right. we play test these, normally the way it works, I write the entire room, I do everything, and then we do a recorded play test where it's the first time that Billy has seen any of it as he goes through them. This puzzle with the croquet stuff, I was so unsure about whether it had any potential that I drew the first couple of numbers, I just drew like a five and a six and a seven uh, using the croquet things, and I immediately gave them to Billy, completely contextless. I just said, if, if you saw this in a room, what would you do? And I have told you it's croquet and that's it. Mm, yeah. And because I needed to know whether it had any chance of succeeding. And thank God he found numbers. Yeah. Um, but I do remember that. It's like the seven. And I think it was good for, mm. for you as well, Jonah. You immediately was like, oh, that must be a seven. Like that's, 
kind of like that got you st- onto numbers instead of letters because like a six can be a B and of a course. five can be an S yeah, and, a, yeah. and an I can be a, a one can be an I so the, the seven was a nice inclusion on your part Danny but uh, Jonah you saw that immediately when we started going through that you're like oh wait hold on that can't be anything but a seven so let's think about yeah numbers. I like the design of the seven because it makes you kind of think about how a seven is like only it's three points it's so funny mm. how it can be it's like just a right angle yeah you know, yeah it's I always draw a line that it keeps going. seven Oh, you do the European that, sevens. I draw, yeah, I, I draw, I draw lines, a line and a little thing at the top because in like oh, little, well, fourth very, grade, very somebody impressive. told me it was cool, I think. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to draw the coolest sevens ever. And now I just do it. That is I cool. never used to cross my sevens until I was working in quality assurance in uh, in a lab. And I needed to be like, this is a seven. Please don't think it's a one or I'm going to have to yeah. read yeah. all of my tests. On very official forms, I cross my sevens. Um, I never got the whole European seven thing until I saw, yeah, like French people write a, a one. Yeah. And it's just like this. It's it's like a basically looks exactly like a seven with like a little bit of a <laughs> turn down. Oh, good. Thing. Now and there's a like, really ah. loud rescue helicopter flying above us. You don't know it's a rescue <laughs> helicopter. It could be attacking people. Yeah, it could be in the military. Let's hope not. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's an interesting one. And then, like, the the next step of that was, you know, like, is it a six and a seven or is it a 67? Is it a one and a two? Uh, and it was really cool to listen to you go through, like, the logic of how to interpret numbers in an escape room. And it's a, and it's a really good idea for people who haven't done an escape room, like if they listen to this episode, you can pick up a lot of tips. Like immediately, uh, Daniel, you made the point of like, okay, well, if these were all the way up until 26-ish, then we could know they represent letters of the alphabet. But some of them, if we treat them as together, they go too high. All of them are lower than eight, which is the number of statues. So maybe they're referencing each individual statue, like Mm. the sixth statue, the seventh statue, which is where we got... Uh, <laughs> daddy girl or whatever. <laughs> daddy getty. Uh, daddy getty. Um, but like, it was really li- good to listen to you go through all that because like, those are such important tools when you're solving puzzles and dealing with numbers and dealing with this. It's like, what's, what do we know? Like eight statues, no number higher than eight is a perfectly great connection between the two. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, oh, it's a, it's a 67, it can't be alphabetic. If it's, uh, it was, it was, it's good to, to go through those things. And I think that really helped. Uh, and then the only thing that was missing was something that... The fact that these individual numbers were well, connected yes. to individual yeah, statues Yeah, there was already. already a connection that like six and seven right, were connected front, to statue yeah. one. And, yeah, and yeah. that was something that I think you had at the start um, in your head. And I think if you'd done the whole process then, you wouldn't, you would have gotten that straight away. But because it was like you started that process and then you went off, got new information about the statues and then came back. I think that got a little bit lost in the mix. And that was the mm-hmm, one element yeah. that you guys were needed to click it in. Because as soon as you remembered that, as soon as you got back to, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you were doing absolutely the right thing with trying to make letters work, like with the actual postcard and stuff, trying to index the letters there. But it just needed to be to the statues instead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Um, yeah, it was great. But yeah. I'm curious to see, like, like you know, some sort of dual thing where it's like you have some people who it's their first time doing an escape room, doing an escape room, and then have, a you know, a professional escapist. I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, um, cool. do, do the escape Pretty room. Pretty close to. Yeah. It is, because it is one of those things, we've talked about that before as well. Like, there's also like a sort, a sort of language that you get with, not just escapements, but with puzzles in general as well. 
Um, and again, like Daniel, it's like you're talking about like we're finding clues, but we're not finding input points yet. So let's yeah. just keep looking until mm. we get an input. Is is again like it didn't it didn't fully pan out in this one, but it's <laughs> it was a very good strategy, but, right? Yeah. Um, and especially because like once you know the inputs, it helps you recontextualize the clues. Like mm. once you find, oh, okay, we need six letters, or oh, we're gonna need a, a number between one and a hundred, or so. Like it helps you go back and look at all the clues you found now that you know like the restrictions on your input like that is again if we if we're talking about trying to learn how to do escape rooms well it's, it's this is lots of good stuff in this episode just from like yeah yeah how should you approach things what are you looking for um and we get that a lot like we've had we've had guests on before who who are not as like aware of that sort of a thing and so they will find a puzzle and be like let's just do this over like let's just look and look and look and really drill in and try and solve this in its entirety Right, and it's like, well, you you don't know where the input is yet, so you can't you can't solve this. Like you you just and it's hard on our end. Listening, they've been like, yeah, yeah, you're never gonna get it. I'm just you're, you've been going. Yeah. For, we should probably tell you to move on, but like, you it's good, it's good. But um, so you you were like good at that we as to... as a group, the two of you, like being able to be like, let's look at this. Okay, I reckon now's the time to move on. We'll come back later. Right. How many uh, letters? This is kind of random, but how many letters were in the? The flower puzzle. I wonder, like, could we have sort of brute forced that? And uh, in theory, and... there were not that many <laughs> options to go with. I was more banking yeah. on the fact that just because there were already a couple of options, I feel like there are only two real letters per thing. I don't yeah. even remember what's in the middle one. But yeah, I started out by drawing the correct answer and then trying to fit in fake letters around them. Right. And right, then right. just other spaces wherever they go. L's probably feature in yeah. a couple of places. I'm I'm looking back at these flowers now. Obviously, yeah, there's the T and the U in the first one. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to tell exactly which one it is. On the second one, I can see if an I, if if you go down yeah. or the left side. Easy one. Sort of. There's there's the A. Uh so there's a couple of possible options. The and first then the o one and, and the, the second C. one both have potential L's if you're looking for L's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there's a couple. Um, I think that one was actually an S. I think that C that you're talking oh, about keeps going. No, you're right. It's an S, not a C. Okay. It just keeps on going down the right side in the third one. So you could get an S out of that. So I think it's just enough to, like... Ambiguate Deter it, but, the blind, the, the the brute forcing. But even then, you can't solve the rest of this puzzle. You can't get the full combination until you've seen the car decal. And once you have seen the car decal, you can confirm the flower puzzle very quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I figured, even if you thought you were guessing some of the letters correctly, which you absolutely were, didn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. picked the exact right three letters, as long then as there's no real way yeah. to get to the dolphins. All that was needed things. was the acknowledgement that for the flowers you would probably get more information later. Didn't matter how much of it you could have solved on its own, as long as you got that feeling in you that, oh, there is just more than one option here, mm. so I'm yeah, going to get yeah, something yeah. to clarify it later. And then the and clarifying had, was super easy. Yeah. If we had put the, everything together, we might not have thought Europe who was the... Uh, like if <laughs> yes. we had a few different... <laughs> That's candidates, true. That wouldn't yeah, jump like, out what? to me. Like, oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. I one. think also for me it was it was um, satisfying to have that kind of false set where like we we had we had you know quote unquote we kind of thought we solved the flower puzzle and then got the other three letters and then being like oh no this is gibberish having mm -hmm. to backtrack a little bit and then like resetting that I think I don't know you could it's it, describing it it sounds frustrating or something but I I thought that was that was nice because it was a little bit more of like a push and pull payoff mm. thing mm. there and then like doing the final bits made it feel more like everything was coming together at once. 
Yeah. I agree. Also, thank you. I was nervous about this idea of you potentially getting random feeling letters and not knowing if they're right. And then the final solution isn't exactly a normal word. So <laughs> yes. I was a You're little a bit worried, but thank you. You spotted what it was right away. Yeah. Billy in the playtest, you did not. So that made me feel a bit bad. Well, You're not as childish as me. You did end the escape room on the code You're a poo. So, you know. I was going to say, I, I liked the, also the, that tone thing, because I think escape rooms in general can be sometimes a little bit like, you know, mystery-esque and mysterious. And, and, I, and I liked the, which this one was in many ways, but I liked the ending on the sort of the, the end on silly. Who knows? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I like the tone. Um, it, was, it was very difficult to say, all right, so what's the most nor- nice, normal escape room appropriate way that I can basically have these neighbors make their lock? F off, Amy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I also think that's a, that's a good example of, of something that's like a bit harder to, to get when you're designing puzzles like this, which is like when you were doing the, the statues in the croquet ones and you started going through options, like when you were sequencing the message and you were putting in first letters, you were getting gibberish and you were taking that to mean like, oh, this gibberish means this is not going to be right. Right? So mm. you think I've just... Cause, because there was nothing that like explicitly told you you should sequence these letters or you should pick the first letters that when you get gibberish from that you think okay well i've obviously done it wrong i should find a whole new method whereas for the final puzzle you get gibberish from doing the the 16 13 whatever and and counting those numbers you still get something that doesn't make any sense but you don't feel like oh well i shouldn't have counted it's like oh no that was so clearly correct yeah, yeah. there must be one element i'm that missing that is interesting Some... and so it's really interesting to see like it's a subtle thing that like on one you get something that doesn't make sense to so assume your methods must be incorrect and the other one it's, you know the methods must be correct because they just felt so clear that the That's gibberish true. now is like, you saw what that clothesline, you immediately went, okay, these ones are just letters of the alphabet. And yeah, they yeah, absolutely yeah. were, and just with some adjustments. And that's really interesting that your heads jumped immediately to that one being right and never left that yeah, as such, well, as, which was from correct. Like a, from a puzzle design yeah. point of view. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny one. Because, um, like, da- Daniel, you've also, like, we, we talked about inscription before we started. You know, you've, you did, like, mm. the little escape room within that oh, yeah. space. Some of the puzzles yeah. are ridiculously There's, hard. Do you do you have, like, when you were designing puzzles like that, like, do you have that sort of, like, experience of, of like, how you know when the, or how the player is going to know they're on the right track even when they're not getting an immediate answer? Mm. Like, is this something you, you, you think about when you're designing? Do you find it in the playtesting? Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I think it, yeah, it really comes down to more of the playtesting because I, I usually just try my best to, make something intelligible the first time but it's never going to be quite right until i get players playing it and uh telling me what they think uh, inscription was a little weird right because a lot of the clues involved playing the game like in order to understand like the slider wardrobe slider puzzles mm. you had to actually play the game and mm. uh, they weren't meant to like the whole idea was to go back and forth like integrate the two things um yeah. so i don't know if they were like if if inscription was like it's a standalone escape room, it would really hold up that well. Trying to do other things. Oh yeah, the way that you are taught things is very unique to the game. Yeah, because you're right. There, there, there is an element like that, that where it's sort of like where people do. You know, you like you can do chess puzzles. Whether it's like here's yeah. like a chess setup and like can you cannot get this, do them? Can you can you Can't finish in two all. moves or like? 
And, mm. and those are so built on like, you've learned the game of chess, now apply the rules you've learned to a fun little right. scenario. And I think some of the inscription puzzles had that element. It was, you've yeah, learned yeah. how to fight a bear with a weasel. Great. Now, can you, <laughs> here's a simulated fight between some some various other animals. Can you fix this? Can you finalize it? Can you put yeah, it in the yeah. So it was more like that type of a puzzle of these like, exploiting the rules of a little game, mm. but also a game that you didn't know the rules to. Which is very, uh, very the witness slash the lookalike mm. in its way. Yeah, yeah, teaching you a new game and then giving you puzzles built on that. Yeah. on that uh, framework. It's a really, it's a nice way for, yeah. for to to present these puzzles and to learn them. And like you say, to to mean that it's not self-contained. It's not its own. It's like not like eh, take a break from playing one thing and do a whole different game. There's that connectedness is 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 key yeah. to to solving it. Um, it's 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 no look. Hey, it's nicely done. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it works very well. Oh, it's great. I love that feeling in games. Mm. We're at an in, we're at an interesting stage with games, and I feel like you don't get this as much in escape rooms yet. But maybe there are more out there than I think of, where a lot of games are learn by losing. Mm. And we've got this, definitely got this with inscription. Took me a lot of losses before mm. I got yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hades. Yeah, classic. The, if you don't lose enough in Hades, the story is worse. As I've gotten better at the game and started new games, the story doesn't feel as uh, good. It feels great when you uh, allow yourself to lose a lot. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, a lot of these, what, rogue lights are the mm. ones where you get to maintain stuff through runs. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I feel like The Witness has something very similar in that sort of regard because they do tell you when you get a puzzle wrong, it highlights for you what you've done wrong without telling you why. And so learning yeah. by getting things wrong is a really enjoyable game mechanic now. Do you think that's something that when we're talking about escape room design, does Can that you... have a place in escape room design? I mean, I would hope so. Can you think of any specific examples? Well, I feel like you have done that occasionally. Oh, really? And I can't, my problem is I can't remember what, I'm sure there are puzzles <laughs> where I've looked at puzzles and thought, I have no, no way to do this. And it's only once you start trying and realizing what input fails or, or how it fails, like... You, you get more information? It's a difficult one to try to work with an escape room because so many people for escape rooms look at a thing and go, I do not have an answer for this or and I haven't found any information about it, so I should ignore it for now. Mm. That's well, I definitely think, a strong I believe instinct. That was, I, I have this in my head because I think we play tested it and I went, well, I'm not going to just, I'm just not ah. going to do this puzzle. And you were waiting for me to do something so I could learn. Yeah, I think it's just one of these things where the different mindsets are there and you have mm. to really force a certain mindset if you want that to work yeah. in an escape room. You've yeah. got to tell people that it is okay. And I think it works better for computer games because people in computer games love to, to poke, right? Like yeah. in a computer game, you want to poke around at stuff. You want to like go into the corner and just start tapping A on stuff and see what see what mm -hmm. happens. So you can rely on that instinct. And you're right, escape rooms, I think you don't want to, it's harder to poke around as much. You want to just know. You want to be like, no, I'm smart. I can sit and I can also, figure this out. I assume I go into escape rooms to feel smart. So the idea of going into an escape room just to be told several times, no, that's wrong. Learn faster. <laughs> May maybe a lot of people have my level of insecurity in escape rooms. And so they just don't want that to happen. And so they don't try. Right. But yeah, it is, it is. I, I, I know it's a big thing in uh, physical escape rooms, right? Where it's like, what you know you have to nail everything to the wall and screw it in and like mm. because people will be like well, well maybe this is a clue and they're like ripping out you know <laughs> yeah. just like the set and like taking all the things so they have to be built like super tough yeah. yeah i'm i'm generally the exact opposite of that i won't touch a goddamn thing and i'll assume <laughs> that nothing is important <laughs> 
But the, I mean, look, but, it is yeah. one of those things that's interesting, right? Like we can do that in our setting and in video game development, you can do the same thing, right? Generally, your environment is quite robust. Like that's you don't true. have to be like, oh, people have pressed A on this portrait too many times. I have to replace it because the hinges <laughs> are getting bad. It's like, no, it, it will open infinitely. Mm. And in our case as well, right? We can... We can have you do whatever. Like, you could say, like, oh, I'm smashing all the statues. Very, like, yeah, that's sweet. Very because... little of this room would have worked in a real escape mm. room. It's like, what's the reset for a smashed imaginary yeah. statue? You just imagine that it isn't smashed anymore. Like, you're fine. And so yeah. so I think we, in, in like, this field, in, in, in game development and other stuff, you, you have the capacity, much more than a physical escape room, to play with physical elements and to play with trial and error and messing around with stuff. Because, as you said... In an escape room, if it's not bolted down, you've got to assume someone's going to break it. Mm. You have to yeah. have a couple extra copies on hand because if if a t if a player can touch it, it's going to get broken. Uh, and so maybe that's why, from a, like a design point of view as well, there's you know you don't want people to fiddle too much. Uh, and then occasionally we have rooms we've we've had guests on recently who've talked about this. Uh, every now and then you get a room where they're like, no, no, we're fine with you breaking this sort of thing because we have. 10,000 of them <laughs> on a pallet oh, wow. out in the back. So, yeah, smash it up. You know, I would never do that because I've been trained. <laughs> I've been trained to be polite and not smash things yeah, in the escape room. I think we compartmentalize our brains into what rules are allowed in what environment very specifically, mm. quite rigidly. Uh, even in any sort of video game, I really can take a while. I can get really annoyed at a video game or a TV show or anything if I went into it with an expectation for what mindset I had to be in and it turned out to be wrong and I have to really go back and correct myself. Mm. And that, that could be a problem. Definitely got that first time I played Dark Souls. I didn't know what I was getting into and what sort of game to expect, so I fucking hated it. Yeah, true. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, I had to learn. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I've learned by dying every time I die in Dark Souls, but whatever. I guess dying is part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if there's an escape room where you have to like physically smash through drywall. Oh. That'd be pretty yeah, awesome. Right? Like a and room in a were, room, and it's like that's good. the correct that answer. Cool. Is like you have to kick down the entire actual <laughs> wall, and behind <laughs> it is like something secret. No, it'd be yeah, quite it'd be infuriating. Like... It has like a padlock, but you have to like kick down the door. Like there's no answer. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, well, that'd be the worst. There's a padlock and a puzzle. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Seems like it's right. And there's like a hammer in the corner of the room. <laughs> and the real answer is to like smash the entire. Yeah, right. Wall and as well as you'd, you'd so have to prep them for it because no one's ever going to be like, maybe I just smash down the wall. You know, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's really funny. When you, if, if you were in an escape room and the voiceover said, oh, just break that wall. You still, how, I still how many times would it have to tell you before you did it? I mean, I've done that in escape rooms before where you, you're like, you want to do something and you're looking at the camera and you're like, I'm going to, I'm just going to turn, I'm going to turn. If you need to stop me, tell me, because I'm about to, all right, okay, okay, here I go. Just because you're like, I think this might break this object and I need yeah, yeah. someone. I'm giving them all the warning I can that I'm about to do this. It'd be a good prank on those people who, uh, people who you said, like, they're almost pro-level escape room players, to just put them in a room where every solution involves breaking down the door or, like, yeah. smashing yeah, the Yeah, you got to really mess with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but it's interesting, like, this talk, like, expectations of the medium that you're in. I still remember, I don't know if, if anyone else ever played these, because I can't remember the names of them or what it was, but I remember in, like, I don't know, the early, maybe the mid-2000s, when, you know, everyone was playing Flash games and, and Flash games was such a fun thing. And there was one that was like, you would solve issues in the game by like, okay, well, you should be changing the time on your internal oh, computer clock. Oh, yeah. That's how, you, like, how do you make this game go? Like, you know, the game mm. is like, oh no, I'm going to have to wait a whole day. 
and then nothing happens. You're meant to just go into your game. They're expecting you to go to your computer and change the time forward one day. And then that would trigger stuff in the Flash game. And I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? How do you even know, <laughs> Flash game? How do you know? <laughs> like, and, and like I think Metal Gear Solid did that, where there's one where you have to like change a controller port to to port two to there finish a boss fight. There is one single Professor Layton a... puzzle where you have to blow into the DS. Yeah, like all these one things where you just in the like, entire series. They, they break the rules a little bit as to, and, and people just get stuck forever. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? How would I do this? This, this is against the rules of the medium that I've learned. Uh, and it's just really interesting when you, when you play with stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a point to the, the end of that sentence. That's what I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. I, what do you guys... So, so you've now played this. This is the first one of this little mini arc. We're an alien. Yeah. We've crashed. I don't know. I'm as impl- blind. Danny knows, but I don't. What the next three? There are three more episodes. What yeah. do you reckon's going to happen? Yeah, how, how do, do you have like a the story might build? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I <laughs> I suppose we're trapped in this cellar now with this young man. Um, yeah. So group two is is kill the child. Um, yeah, not a child. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be a bit like the Cronus statue, maybe. And yeah, <laughs> start things off. And uh, I must, maybe with the child's or the young man's help, we'll uh, escape from the cellar, or maybe into the house or something. Um, what do you know about this young man? What have you learned he about him? He said it was an alien I mean, apocalypse. He's like a prepper, right? Oh, he's, he's a prepper. prepper. Right, right, right. Yeah. Ah, so he'll kill us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't imagine prepper ex-alien me like, being super friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is interesting. Because, yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. Because, obviously, like, ideally, we're trying to escape Earth. Escape from planet Earth. Escape from... Yeah. Escape from well, we've got to fix our ship. Earth. Um, yeah, we're gonna, maybe yeah, we've got to fix... Maybe that's the second thing. Maybe it's like, hey, can you help me fix my ship? And he's like, yeah, I can help you, but we've got to go down to the... This is my prepper voice. Mm-hmm. But we've got to go down to the <laughs> alien parts store. And then you go and you do it, and it's a road trip. And there's no escape room. It's just a fun road trip. <laughs> Maybe that's it. There's Maybe always nice. one part of the movie that's just character building and not plot progressing. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be one of these escape rooms will have no, nothing happen. We just sort of chat for a while. <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea. I don't know what like, the, the, the next steps will be. I feel like in the playtest, I, I outlined what I reckon mm. they would be, and I've completely forgotten. Because they, they felt good when I did them then. Uh, but I now I've got no idea. You, you meet the kid. Surely we have to get attacked by the government. If it's if it's yeah. got some kind I mean, of it is an alien oh, movie. Awesome. so maybe end of like the second thing is like suddenly the government finds out you're there and then the third one you're in a you're in a you got to escape from a, from a yeah from a government lab and then the observation fourth one, chamber a, a where you're being poked with stuff yeah and then the fourth one yeah you escape from the black site in episode three and then the fourth one is like get to your ship and fix it up and get out of here and then yeah I have to also go with the fact of I like putting twists in my arcs. <gasps> You've been a human the whole time, and everyone else is an alien. <laughs> the Earth, the Earth observation uh, program is to reclaim Earth from the aliens who took it over and forced you into space and grafted an extra eye onto your forehead. Yeah, when's the three? I, I, I was I was waiting for the puzzle uh, with binoculars with the third eye. Can <laughs> I just make a note? I totally I read it wrong as I was doing it oh, because no. I sort of just skimmed over it and assumed I'd made a typo in my notes. The very first lines that I have are everything hurts, your head is pounding, your hearts are still racing. And I immediately thought, mm. oh crap, I accidentally wrote this with two people in mind. I better change that. Nope, just a single alien with yep. two hearts. Oh, so you're, doctor, you're the doctor. This is a Doctor Who fanfic. 
And uh, we've got to travel back in time to stop ourselves from crashing. So, no, yeah, that was just all giving you some alien building in the first paragraph. How did this, because I'm going to assume you've had some escape room experience. I assume not a huge amount of audio tabletop escape room experience. Yeah, I don't think either of us have done that before. (laughs) No. So what sort of feelings does this have compared to a real escape room for you? Oh, I mean, like, writing the notes was really cool. I, I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it, which you wouldn't do. Um, mm. you know, I guess you sometimes write on a piece of paper, but I, I wasn't, like, drawing, like, the scene, you know, <laughs> like, drawing the backyard and, like, the houses nearby. So that was kind of neat. I mm. enjoyed the visualization aspect of it. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Dungeons and Dragons or something where it's like, you know, you you get a lot of of mileage out of descriptions. It's crazy how much visual descriptions can be like transportative, you know, in a way. Mm-hmm. Without, you know, like there's visuals in this, but they're but they're representative more than they are um, depicting. I think, which is which is good. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and a lot of it was just I could have read that out, but yeah, people are gonna get sick of my voice. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, it is, it is fun. And it is, I think when we first started doing these, like it was, I think it was kind of surprising how much it still also feels like doing an escape room, like in terms of like the steps and the, and like it is, it it doesn't feel like an entirely unrelated experience. You know, you're like, yeah, this is an escape room. Like I'm following the Mm -hmm. rules of how to do that. I'm, I'm looking at this. It's, uh, and it's, and like, it's so much easier, right? Like there's a thing we've talked about before where it's like in an escape room to make it look like a real office. You have to say, oh, that, like put all the stuff on the walls, put the desk there, put these there, and then people get obsessed with all, the, all those details because they're like, oh no, there's this on the wall and this here and there's two notes and like maybe they're all clues, maybe they're all clues. And I like that in this one you can just sort of say, first of all, picture an office. Great, now you've pictured the office, you've filled in all those details yourself, so mm-hmm. you know they're not clues because you are picturing the chair and you're picturing the desk yeah. and you're picturing the walls. And now right. we describe three the things. important ones. Like, yeah. if you went to an actual escape room and there were only, like, the couple <laughs> of small things that you described, you'd be like, oh, it feels like such a sparse space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I really like that that flow of being able to be like, fill all the detail in your mind, but then you don't get caught up on it because you filled that detail and you know it's not a clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Unless I think... they've incepted you weeks earlier. That's which, true. Which and, is what and it I will felt say, like reading the, the treasure hunt. And oh, I know what happened never there. Heard <laughs> anyone... I, like, say that phrase before like, yeah yeah it's freaky. like oh wow you you created a scavenger hunt in athens that's a coincidence it is but yes absolutely not planned obviously because we didn't know until we started the recording no i just play a lot of hades <laughs> and do greek duolingo on my phone <laughs> oh yeah cool <laughs> i was gonna ask now that we're back in the in the post show you you have you made a scavenger hunt it is in athens you are not in Athens. Were no. you in Athens? Were you, were you there at the time? Did you do the whole thing remote? No, what, yeah, what I lived in Athens for there? like uh, two and a half years. Ah, so okay. me and me and a friend of mine who were living there decided to do a a urban scavenger hunt. Like it, it's like a permanent installation. Yeah, thing. so that's still a thing now. That's awesome. Yes, as I said, as of yesterday, <laughs> you know, it may be in semi-functioning. Uh, Working what? order, but how was it like are... destroyed? Like what? Did happened? an important wall collapse or something? Yeah. Uh, part of the one clue was hidden inside 
an art installation that I had done, an interactive art installation in in Athens. And that got finally came down uh. yesterday. And it was like we knew that that was one of the possible. So so we might just put in another clue and put it in. But the 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 thing with having, you know, talk about stuff that people will mess with, all these clues are are essentially um metal sheets that are chained to various objects in public space. So mm. people can do whatever they want to them. <laughs> That's the whole thing is made out of like steel and epoxy, essentially. Um, so we've had to reinforce already some of the clues and stuff. So it's, it's kind of a constant battle, but, but it's a loop. So regardless of anything, you'll be able to find, um, parts of it. If you see, if you go to the, That's the good. first and part of this, yeah. that did line up at a question that I had, cause we've been working on just doing some collaborative stuff with some people who are doing like physical stuff, physical scavenger hunts, physical escape rooms. And Billy always gets on my case about saying, no, someone's going to break that. Someone's going to smash that and not trusting anyone in the public. Should I trust the public? <laughs> Well, you you know, there's a certain you have to go beyond trust and see the fun in smashing objects in public and just accept that it will happen. And it's it's less so of a we're mad that it's going to happen. And it's more so that like it's a complete inevitability. I remember one time we were putting up a clue and this child that was probably like six or seven years old saw us putting it up and just eyes got wide he had this massive metal there's like an unsupervised child a huge metal rod like a big metal rod the second we've installed it like he just comes over and starts smashing the lock that it's been put on with as hard as he can with a metal rod and we're like can you just like please leave like there's nothing it's just a you know there's no and he's like it, it happened to be this this one lock that was like the least strong lock in the whole thing because it had to fit into specific space and he was just like no, I'm going to smash it. I'm going to keep smashing it until it's smashed. And we're just like, all right, I guess we have to. Children are terrifying sometimes. <laughs> not, but, long, but yes. uh, not long ago, I was uh, riding my bike. We have a lake near us. So I was riding to the lake and I rode past and there was a small child. She was holding a stick. She saw me coming and she just, her eyes got that same wideness, held up the <laughs> stick as I was driving past. She wanted to throw it at me. She wanted to jam it in my wheels or something. She wanted to see me go flying. Yeah, it's, it's a perfectly understandable and wonderful, you know, impulse. <laughs> but yes, people will try to, I mean, the only problem you'll really have is if somebody with authority really wants to take your thing down, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, mm -hmm. if someone with an angle grinder who's part of a government wants your, except there was, we were, we, I, I've have this fantasy of a portable welding rig. That's my the ultimate street art uh, tool because <laughs> welding stuff is quite hard to take off. Anyway, that would be a really cool scavenger hunt, a, a, a all welded scavenger hunt or an all hidden <laughs> scavenger hunt in logos of industrial machinery in cities where it all looks like it's part of the, you know, it's the serial number of a dumpster and it's a real serial mm. number on mm. a real dumpster. But yeah. it's, you know, you have yeah, to the go council to can't be like, oh, don't put your art here. We're going to throw this dumpster out. No, no, it's your dumpster. <laughs> you fools. Well, and they won't even know, you know, it's like who, yeah. who sees a serial number in a dumpster and thinks that it's part of a Yeah, that's project. usually the sort of thing I think about when I go with these things, I think. All right, what's a really funny street name around here so we can point to that street sign? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I did have a fight with my creative partner once about putting up a sticker, and I was like, the sticker's going to come down. It was in a very hidden place. where like, everyone was all full of these old, very crabby Greek people, like being like, and so we, in the middle of the argument, like, 
we see this old man walk up and we're like gesturing towards it. And we're like, yeah, look, these people have, there's a sticker, you know, on that thing there that's probably been there for years. And he was like, and I'm like, no, someone's going to take that off. And as we're gesturing to it, the old man like gets very, this curmudgeon look and he goes over and he, he rips the sticker off with like lots of, <laughs> because he thought that we had something to do with the sticker. And I was like, see, you see, he'll do anything. <laughs> oh, wonderful. All right. So are we, are we, do we have anything else we want to say about the, about the room or about? I think I've exhausted Quick everything. Stickers. Not much changed between playtest and this. No, the playtest pretty much ran, it, this was a very smooth one. Sometimes we do a full overhaul after we're playtesting it. This one was yeah. pretty much designed it's, as play. It's a hard room, but we didn't change anything. Yeah. We should, could we have made it easier? Yes. I think there was one part where I had the same for initial, uh, response of like we are missing two dolphins we should take two dolphins away mm. from the dolphin number we are missing one turtle we should take that turtle number away which was your initial uh, feeling as well uh and then there was the note that's like it's an interesting if they one, are missing you need to as soon add them as on. you look at the note again you see it that it says the word the added and that stands out but, but to think you just have to try both and so yeah that's, that's and i think that's sort of where we got to in the end it's like What's the worst case scenario? You do one, then you do the other. One makes more sense than the other. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure that there is something that tells you that yes. one of them was the right yeah, thing there to is do. An, dis, there is something that unambiguates. Yeah. Uh, disambiguates? Unan, unambiguifies? Disambiguate. Wikipedia <laughs> says disambiguation. Ah, uh, but that's for telling two articles apart. <laughs> disambiguation, disambiguation. Sure you know how to add dolphins. Well, I think that's good. Uh, you two did really well. It was lovely to hear you play through the room. It was you, 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 you were on the right track all the time. And even when you got caught up in stuff, it was because you were just trying and try. Like there was no point where it felt like you were you were lost or yeah, stuck. completely at a loss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can tell from the way you go through process. You can tell that you're both puzzle people. Yeah, so it worked out well. Even <laughs> yeah. though Jonah refuses to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he'll only glue the <laughs> puzzles together. Puzzle. He won't design. <laughs> Um, truer than you would ever believe. <laughs> but no, it was it was great, and, and I it was it was lovely to listen to you. I'm excited to see what the next three steps of this es- I can't even say it. Escape streal to escape stream. This is nonsense. Extra escapes terrestrial. Extra escapes terrestrial. I don't think the movie would have done well if that was its subtitle. <laughs> Et escape 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 escape. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on and, and playing The Room. It was, thank you it was so wonderful much. to have yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for having us. That was a treat. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if people are listening and they want to see more of the stuff you're doing, or, they, or is there anywhere you want me to, do you want to send them? And do please you have do, a everybody. Well here? worth it. Go, Jonah. Oh, um, I'll plug my itch, jsenzel, J-S-E-N-Z-E-L dot itch dot I-O. The, yeah, if you want to know. Things yeah. about the inner workings of my life. That Wonderful. Games. There'll be links to that in the show notes. And uh, Daniel? Yeah, I, I just uh, Twitter, uh, D Mullins Games. Uh, and then there's my website from there. And pinned tweet is usually something with my games. So probably a good, good place to go. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, and yes, look, for people who haven't played uh, Inscription, that was the thing that sort of got us on to, to you and the stuff you make. And it's, it's a fantastic game. It's well, it's 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 fun, and I think the people who enjoy this sort of stuff and listen to the show—if you enjoy listening to the show, yeah—you will you'll like it. Uh, if you enjoy, uh, here's a here's a specific one, and this won't mean anything to you two, but uh, for people listening along at home who really like Jen's rooms, all of Jen McCaig's mm. rooms that she's written for us, 
you will love Inscription. So you should go and play that. There's similar sort of meta levels and things opening and changing as you go. So uh, definitely check it out. It's, it's a fantastic thing. Then you can go back and play the other ones. Check out all the stuff on Jonas Itch page. There's so much for you to do now. I've given all of you listeners at home homework. Go and play all these fun things and, uh, and enjoy yourself. Uh, if you also want to help support the show, tell a friend, leave a review. This is our show Spread this the time. word. Our show. Our great <laughs> show. If you want to help get people to listen to us get this podcast, uh, check all that out. Um, there should ideally by this point also be a new uh, mystery on Solve This Murder. So we're back with Solve This Murder. If you want to hear a fun murder mystery uh, where we try and solve uh, 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 we try and solve a murder mystery, uh, you can go and check that out. That's back now uh, and should be fairly regularly back from this point on. Fingers hopefully. crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, so you can go and check that out at Solve This Murder. Um, and if you want to help support the network, all the shows we make, Escape This Podcast and Solve This Murder and, and anything else we do, you can always sign up for the Patreon. Uh, anybody uh, has a chance to appear as an NPC uh, oh, yeah. if they donate at any level. I'm assuming there were some in this room. We got a couple. Thank you so much, Amy Duncan-Williamson. Amy, the HOA president. <laughs> we have Matt. Oh, let's hope I'm getting my pronunciations okay. Uh, we had Matt, who is this prepper neighbor. We'll get a little bit more of him later, Probably. Matt Kaiser. And uh, the neighbor who left the note, Bella, as well. Thank you so much. Wonderful. So you've all appeared in the room. And there's also... Bonus audio for five dollar donors. You can listen to the playtest audio for this room, and you can listen to our other weird series of two minute mysteries where we try and solve Donald J. Sobel's two minute mysteries, and it gets weird and strange. And again, <laughs> I said this to some other. If you're signing up new, go back to the first one. There's a there's a law that builds up as we get more and more insane trying to solve these mysteries. So please go back to the start. Uh, and then there's badges and other things for ten dollar donors. I have some uh, my, my my room sketches for some of them. I don't normally show my room sketches, but I've been doing semi effortful three D sketches of some of the rooms. Been posting those, and yes. we're going to have a new writing yes. little project up there. Yes, uh, either something that may have started or has not yet started for ten dollar donors is like a fun choose your own adventure series that you can do through Patreon. It's it's good fun. Uh, all right, with uh, that's. The best way to support us. But otherwise, yeah, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell someone to listen. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again, Jonah and Daniel, for playing. It was fantastic having you on. Uh, let's all say bye. You know, thank you, Danny, for writing such oh, a fantastic room. All right, let's all say bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. I don't do that. Bye. <laughs> I, I, I don't do the kindergarten sign-off. <laughs>